It's Motorcycle Men! Hi, hello everybody. This is Motorcycle Man. This is season two, episode number four. And uh, I am Ted, and I am here with Tim, the Chicken Hawk. And I'm also here with Chris, the Joker. And we have a special guest in the studio with us today. That would be uh, Steve Bluffer from TT Cycles. Thank you. Hello, Steve. How you doing, guys? Great. This is wonderful. This is a good day. How's everybody doing? All right, we are here live at the V-Twin Cafe in sunny downtown Cranford, New Jersey, where it's always 72 degrees and sunny here in the corner booth. They might not be the case outside, but that's the case here. What's new and exciting? Chris, how you feeling? I'm still fucked up. <laughs> You're still fucked up. Is the brain working at all? Yeah, the brain's working a little better. Is it? The shoulder's not. The shoulder's still not working? No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that sling you're not wearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I help myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's the it's a flannel shirt is a, is a great supporter, right? <laughs> so I, I won't ask you if you've been riding, but I'm going to ask you about your bike. What's the word? Um, nothing yet. I'm still waiting on the uh, last insurance uh, bullshit that they're uh, going through. Okay. Um, so they don't fuck me. You think? Well, why do you, why now? My my question is is why do you think it's it's uh, Geico is giving you a hard time? What are they? What has Geico it's done? The finance company. It's, it's yeah. Actually, it's nothing it's, to do with Geico. It's the finance company. Yeah. It's doing. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. You know what I'm saying yeah, Geico were, gave you a good price in order so you can get your bike back. Right. But the finance company is giving that other thing to make yeah, it worse. Yeah, they're doing like they're marked up to like shit on the bike that was on the bike when I bought the fucking bike. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and it's just like the, the astronomical amount of uh, money that they put up for the uh, for the repairs is, is, is absolutely retarded. Yeah, they, they put a price in uh, that was four hundred dollars more than the bike is worth. Yes. So how do you do that? Uh, so so the finance company is saying it's going to be sixty nine hundred dollars. Seventy nine. That's what the finance 79. company is saying. Seventy nine hundred dollars to fix the bike. The bike is worth seventy two fifty. So the finance company, which by the way is the same company that is fixing the bike, right? <laughs> the the, the well, Harlem Geico foots the bill for insurance to fix right. the bike. So the, they didn't go that high. No. So the, the, the finance company is the Harley dealer that you got the bike from, and they're the ones who are also fixing the bike. Should have took it to TT Cycles. <laughs> Should have took it to TT Cycles. I just, I just had a big go-around with Geico. Really? Yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to bash Geico. Why not? We are right now. I'm going to fucking dump them after I'm let, done Let me fits. tell you something. This go-around that I had with them, I got shuffled around. From agent to agent, they were like monkeys fucking a football with this guy's plane. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. Now, now, was that for a rebuild that you had to do? Is it? No, believe it or not, uh, this motorcycle custom chopper that I had built for somebody, I had just delivered it, I guess, back in January. It's right. got 100 miles on Oh, it. this is the one that you posted about. Yeah, That's yeah, like- yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was sitting in his driveway. He pulled it out of his garage because he was working on his brother's Mustang, of all things. And a branch fell about 60 feet out of a tree. Oh. And it hit, it's got a 12 over Springer on it. Right. And it, hit the, it hit the headlight and it hit the Springer and bent the Springer like a banana. Wow. Wow. Holy crap. And Geico didn't even know what to make of this bike when they saw it because it's, it's in a custom frame, blah, blah, well, blah. Well, that's what I, that's what the guys at Bergen County, 
where my bike is right now, they the the one guy that was helping me out um, was actually saying that Geico like it's like a bunch of guys that don't know jack shit about motorcycles, and that's pretty much what he said. He yeah, said, well, that's fucking horrible. That's a, even even the uh, the second adjuster who came out to look at the bike basically said that he's like I don't even know what I'm looking at. That's that's nice. So that's, he took it he took good. it on my word. But what he did, I gave him I gave him my estimate. Right. And basically, they totaled the bike. For that amount of money, for what the estimate was, but let the customer keep the title. So basically, they said, "Here's your money to fix it, and we don't want to insure you anymore." Oh no! Really? Kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So wow. So then it's like he's just got to go find out. Now, now is, is that a is that a common else. problem with custom bikes with insurance and things like that? Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Really? So what? So what does a somebody with a custom bike do when it comes to insuring their bike? Go through Haggerty's. Go through a specific. Insurance company would ride rider better. Um, you know what? I don't want to answer that question because I'm friends with okay the owners. <laughs> but, okay. but as far as a custom motorcycle goes, go through a special specialty insurance company. Okay, right. all right, absolutely. Wow, I see food for thought. Now I we know. See, I can see why. Definitely. But so, so it, it, with basically with insurance in general, I guess it's better to go with. An insurance company that recognizes motorcycles and what's involved. Well, and so. people that work for them that know what motorcycles are, right. <laughs> what yeah. they do. Well, the, <laughs> the guy at Harley said that uh, Progressive is pretty good. Yeah, Progressive, and he said Ryder. He was talking right, about yeah. how Ryder treats when they come into Bergen and, and check bikes out for estimates. He says the Ryder guys are like on the ball. They're like, okay, you don't, you don't have to do this. You just fix this, this, and you're good. Right. You know. And while he said Geico comes in, they're like, oh, well, you got to do everything from here back. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, <laughs> usually, usually when I get an insurance job, it starts with a threat to the insurance company. It says, I, look, this is what was damaged. This is all I'm looking to have fixed. Right. I said, if there was a chip or scratch back here before the accident, I'm not after that. Don't mess around let's get this settled right and we're gonna make it real easy okay and usually that works but uh that's what i want well see in this particular case with him that's what i want the repair place is the place that's also financed the bike so they're looking to get the bike the way it was before Well, they want it because they want it technically their bike Unfortunately, but the way the way insurance works, I, 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 for every insurance company is different. But usually, if it's sixty percent of the value of the bike, they total it exactly. Right, exactly. So, which and, and, and here's what's scary about that: if the finance company says, "Well, we want this fixed," and it's seventy nine hundred dollars, well, that's that's more than hundred percent of the value of the bike. Right. Geico says, "Well, then we're just going to total it." In which case, they lose the bike too. The insurance company gets the bike. Uh, not necessarily. Oh no! No, no. I just I had a uh, I had an FXD. I guess it was a Dyna Lowrider, but okay. it was it was like a eighty nine or ninety. Okay. And it it was pretty funny uh, when I got the phone call about it. It's it's somebody I know, somebody who's local to the area too. Um, he told me that uh, he was riding out in Hunterdon County and it had sprinkled a little bit, so he just laid the bike down and dented the gas tank and bent a couple of things. He brings me the bike 
the entire top of the gas tank is pounded in. Wow. The, the top of the master cylinder is, is road rash. The, the headlight visor on the top is all road rash. Up, up top? How does he get on top? <laughs> the, yeah, what, did he ride upside down? <laughs> well, the, the upper shock mount on the, uh, I guess, on the right side was broken off the stud. Wow. So, so I said to him, why don't you tell me what you did? Because I really wanted to know the story. It was obvious the bike was upside down, so yeah. he did something really it sounds like yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like he tried to pull uh, a wheelie. Uh, 40 miles an hour. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's sticking to his story that it just it was just slid. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it slid upside yeah. down. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know those crazy you upside know, down loops we go up to drive through? Yeah, those you know, you slide when you do a wheelie and it happens, you know. Plus the, the funny thing about the the point I was trying to make, that was Ryder. That was insured by Ryder. Um, Ryder came to look at it and they totaled the bike. Oh boy. But they let him keep it again with the title. So, well, that's I think, nice. I think uh, they they gave him fifty five hundred on it, and um, he paid me forty five hundred to put it back together. So, oh, jeez, oh, not it's that, that Yeah, I don't know. think anything that good is going to happen to me because, like I said, my bike is still on the fine. I'm still paying for it. Yeah, because that's right. Exactly. So now, problem. now I'm like I'm you know I got the fucking noose around my neck because I got to. So guys at Bergen, they're gonna they're gonna try to make it so they they're not it's not gonna be they're not gonna total my fucking bike because if you saw my bike you'd be like there's no fucking way you could total it it's got a dented tank and a dented front fender there's no reason to total my bike and my and scratches up yeah who gives a shit yeah a lot of times though you you find things like a a, a little bend in a fin on a cylinder head from something you know hitting it when the bike went down right um, I've had that happen already with customers' bikes, and all of a sudden that pushes the estimate up another three thousand dollars to replace the cylinder head wow. but is it necessary um, it doesn't affect the performance operation no. no but it's it, it can be a little nitpicky sometimes and it depends on the customer and it could be a finance company going no that's not how we sold him the bike that's how we want it back well, I, I had a uh, this was a few years ago had a I guess it was a 90th anniversary yeah 90th anniversary um, a heritage softail springer okay what do they call that they were the UPS glides or something <laughs> they were the, those brown ones <laughs> And uh, at the time, everybody thought they were going to be valuable. Right. So he bought one of those, and he wanted to repaint it to get rid of that horrible paint job. And I told him not to. I said, take all the tins off, put them in a box, put them in the attic. And uh, so he bought, like, you know, aftermarket tins and, right. and uh, had them painted. And, then, and he got hit. So um, I did the estimate on it, but it bent. He got hit. He got broadsided. Oh, geez. And it put the crash bar into the motor, and it actually just bent one of the fins on the cylinder head. Oh, boy. And because at the time the bike was still fairly new, uh, I put it on the estimate. Okay. And uh, they paid it. Oh, okay. They paid it. That was uh, that was like a $14,500 estimate. Oh, wow. And... Um, but yet he got hosed on his medical bills. Oh, so, shit. See, that's the problem. See, he has got a good medical with guy. Yeah. So I, I put the bike together. I, I told her this was the second time he was hit on this bike. I told him to get rid of the bike the first time he got hit. <laughs> so this is actually a great story. You're going to love this. Um, and, it, and again, it, it involves a, a friend of mine who owns a, a dealership. But uh, because he was short on money, his foot got mashed. Right. You know, because it was, was, it was broadside. Um, so I put the bike back together using all the cheapest parts possible, like all stuff from V-Twin and right. whoever else. So I put the bike together for half of what the estimate was, so he could put seven grand into his pocket to pay his bills. Right. And he sold the bike. And uh, 
a very, very large Harley Davidson dealer in Texas bought it. <laughs> oh. And this is somebody who used to publish a magazine. Yeah. And it's somebody I've done a lot of business with, but okay. this was before that. They have a truck that used to drive around the country, and they would just buy used bikes for their lot because okay. they had, like, the largest selection of I know used exactly bikes. which one you're talking about, too. Yeah. So you talk about a cursed motorcycle. This bike gets picked up, and uh, along with, I don't know, 10, 15 other bikes, the truck gets in an accident, and the, <laughs> and the bike gets wrecked in the truck. Oh. <laughs> oh never what even the made, fuck? It never even made it down to Texas. Wow. Oh, that is funny. Wow. <laughs> I almost wow. bought a I almost bought a bike from that dealer when I was shopping around, uh, and that's one of the biggest ones. I know exactly yeah. which one you're talking mm-hmm. about. We won't name it by name. We know which one it is. But uh, get, hey, anybody do any riding? We know you didn't ride. Did you ride? I haven't ridden. You're off all week, right? And well, you I've been working around the house, so I have time. It's no reason you can't ride. I know, but you know, <laughs> I had nowhere to go. There's plenty of places to go. There's lots of road out there. Come on. There what is no, it? There is no excuse. I, I did have you ride last week, Steve? Uh, yes, I did. You did? Yeah. How far did you go? Uh, that's a good question. I probably. You know what it is? I'm, I'm in the position where I actually have to ride motorcycles every day. Right. right. See. Um, so you have no car. Don't no, no, no. I always have to test ride bikes. Oh, I see. So okay. Uh, there's that's a double edged sword because sometimes when it's eight okay, degrees, okay. Any out, pleasure I, I riding? Still, that's, the, that's the question. Uh, you know what? I take pleasure in all the riding that I do. So. See, yes. <laughs> oh, like, that's a cheap a, answer. <laughs> wait, can we have some applause to that? That's a good answer. Good answer. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, me, I just my usual commuting back and forth to work, and then uh, yesterday, uh, Deb and I, we did like forty miles. It was like real quick, late in the afternoon. Went down along the beach. Really nice. Well, now's the time to ride down, but no, nobody there. there. Nobody <laughs> there, man. But you know what the thing is? They because they're doing construction along that road there. They changed the speed limit. So now I'm now mind you, it's probably it's twenty five mile twenty miles down, and then twenty another twenty back up the other direction. Uh, and so I'm going. They got the speed limit changed. That's twenty five miles an hour. So. I'm doing 25 on Route 35, going down through Early Beach, Lavalette, that whole down area down there. And at that speed, when there's nobody else on the road, you want to you want to keep going, but the, you know they're there to give you a ticket. They're just waiting. So what? I, 25 miles per hour, I'm like hovering between second and third. Oh, that's yeah. So what I do? What any normal motorcycle guy would do? I put the highway pegs out, put my feet up, and just like kick back 25 miles an hour. Go. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that was it. All the way down to the end. Why don't you, you take that ride we were taking until we got cut off by the rain? Uh, no, nah, we didn't want to go that far. We just wanted to go out just, just to get on a bike for a little while. We ended up stopping for dinner at the place called the Ark in Port yeah, It's Pleasant. always nice to eat. You ever been there? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have. Yeah, it's a great place to eat. Man. I was... Uh well, you know, what, that, what the owners of that, what they used the restaurant they used to own. No. Uh, Anton's. Oh, did they really? I didn't know that. Yes. Some shared information. Oh, here. yeah. I remember Anton's. Yeah, mm-hmm. That was a while ago. Yeah, I love the Ark, man. The place is great. Yep, yep. I, uh, I also do Marlins. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, right across the street. Yes. I haven't eaten there in a while. The food was a little expensive, but the good stuff. Good mm-hmm. food. We like talking about food. <laughs> <laughs> the food is good. The food is good, you know. And uh, But that was the extent of my riding. And I was going to ride today, but I just wasn't feeling it this morning. Just wasn't fit. understandable. I, I had the spacesuit out. I was gonna I was gonna wear the spacesuit this morning because it was on like forty five degrees. 
I was like, eh, I don't know. I didn't feel like I had this thermal first gear suit. It's good to like 20 below. And, you know, this time you don't have to wear it. You don't have to wear a coat or anything under. You just put that. You can wear, you can wear your underwear and be warm. You know, I just didn't feel like TMI. Well, not that I would. Well, you could have done that, 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 that uh, this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided not to ride today. I just I just wasn't feeling it this morning. But um, that's it. And here I am. Oh, by the way, before we go any further, i got to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash motorcyclemen. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So that's it. Audible.com. Get yourself a book. Cool. Um, we are, so anyway, getting back to this, we have our guest, Steve Blaffer of TT Cycles in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. www.ttcycles.net. Steve. Yes. Tell us about what you're doing up there. Well, we specialize in vintage triumphs. Um, I'll do the odd Norton or BSA, but mostly I stay with the vintage triumphs. Okay. Yeah, it's an, it's nice. nice to have the niche market. I'm not usually not looking for work. People are usually looking for me. So oh, now so do you do you get out. a lot of you get a lot of Honda some old CBs and stuff like that? Uh, actually, it's funny you say that. I have a big soft spot for CLs. The high pipe scramblers, like CL, okay, yeah. CL three fifty. Scramblers seem to be a big thing these days. I always love scramblers. I always okay. love the high pipes. Um, so I have I have a soft spot for CL three fifties. Nice. Okay. So I'll I'll, I'll I'll occasionally if I like it I'll take it in and work <laughs> on it. But. Yeah, we got your website up and it's like some of your custom choppers that you're doing. Uh, now, do you do a lot of custom work? Yes. My, if I had my druthers, I'd be doing restorations all day long, but, you know. Restorations. Choppers are hot, so. That's all right. Cool. Now, uh, now, when, when you get somebody coming in, do you, ha- you have a lot of people just coming in off the street and giving you stuff? Or yeah. are you out there searching for bikes to restore? And- uh, I'm always looking for inventory, so I buy a lot of. Oh, yeah? I buy a lot of donor bikes. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, now, but you don't. You said to me earlier that you're uh, on the, that you don't really get into the modern stuff. You're more into the. We just call them modern classics, or you just call them classics, or uh, vintage. Vintage. Just, just do the vintage. Vintage stuff. modern. Vintage. Vintage modern. Is that the so word? You don't do anything modern. You just want to put modern on everything, don't you? <laughs> well, there, there, there's this weird designation. At some point, it becomes classic. Uh, and then it, there's, a, there's, a, there's an in-between point. You know, I don't know. But well, you said anything. nothing. It's better than saying old. Yeah, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I guess that's the correct word. That's the correct word. Yeah, yeah. I, I like old. Okay. You like old? I like old. So that's what I, that's what, what I What's the oldest bike you've done? The oldest bike I've done? Yeah. Uh, well, you know what it is? Triumphs are funny because they have what's called the glory years. That's okay. when they were really popular in this country back in the mid-60s. Right. So there's a. They were exporting ninety percent of, of their production to the United States. Right. I, so, I love love Trump. So there, there's there's tons of stuff here. But when you get into earlier stuff like fifties and forties and right. before that, got to remember Triumph had been around since before Harley Davidson. Oh yeah. Oh, so, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. I think nineteen oh one was the first year for Triumph. Wow. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. See, getting, we're getting an education. I know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they've been around. Uh, there, there was actually, if you go back in Triumph's history. Um, I think there was only technically one year where there was no new trial. So it's had to not, be during World War II. Um, no, no, they did make bikes during World War II because the the British military used them. This is true, right? Correct. Uh, their their factory in Coventry, the original factory, was bombed by the Germans 
in uh, I guess in 40, 44, or four, early forty five. Right. Um, not a hundred percent on that one. Then they rebuilt the factory in Meriden, where it stayed until eighty three when they closed that factory. Um, so there, you know, there were there were still a lot of bikes produced, but they you know they didn't become popular in this country until the American servicemen who were stationed in in Britain. You know, saw the bikes and, and rode them over there and right. said, you know what, we, we want these bikes here because they were nimble, they were light, they would piss on a Harley. Um, okay. No offense to Harley people. No. <laughs> that, that picture there, that Triumph, that's that's one of my favorites. I like that that is a picture of a 1966 Bonneville TT Special. Yeah, the Bonneville, okay. That's it. And the Bonneville is actually a very popular bike even today. Yes, even today. They're yeah. Getting, they got a, getting a big comeback. Yeah, yeah. they did a good job of, you know, the modern Triumph did a really good job. Retro, of, yeah, big time. Well, what they did was they did an accurate drop job, in my opinion, of copying the XS650, which copied the Triumph. Okay. So it's like a, it's like a carbon copy twice removed from the original All right. thing. It's, it's a photocopy of a photocopy it, of exactly. a photocopy. <laughs> it's right. like a fax of a photocopy. <laughs> so, so it gets slightly... At, the, at which point you can't read it anymore. <laughs> right. it's, it's, right. it's slightly, slightly right. diminished from what it should be. Okay. Now, what, what are these bikes going for, like the, this particular one we have up here on the screen now? What, what is something like that going for, fully restored? Well, that, that That's bike, the Bonneville, that's, 72 Bonneville. That is a 72 Bonneville. That was restored... For the owner of a Harley dealer, that's where that picture was taken. Okay. Oh, that's uh, what looks like Williams Harley Davidson. Yes, it is. Ah. Yeah, I was going to say I was gonna, that's what it looks like. Recognize the outside of that building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want to mention it's only names, a corner so, too. Uh, <laughs> um, and that was that was a few years ago, but that uh, I took care of him because you know I, he takes care of me when I need parts. So. All right. But but in today's market. Uh, that's that's a, a slightly later bike. See, Triumph made a big change to their their frame and their 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 forks, like the running gear. Of course. Uh, okay. In '71, it became an oil bearing frame instead of having a separate oil tank. The oil actually went in the frame. Oh, oh really? really? Oh, wow! And everybody hated it. It raised the seat height so much. So they're they're a little undervalued in the market, but they're going up. Um, but that bike today is probably you know seven or eight grand restored, whereas nice. one of the a pre nice. uh, 1970 and back. You know, it was fifteen thousand plus. Wow! So, How about that? Yeah. No now, are the when you're getting these bikes to restore, do they have a lot of miles on them? Uh, it's funny. the The average usually I'll see I'll see some with under ten thousand miles, but most of them have Wait. most of them have ten to fifteen thousand miles. No, and like, for like, for like yeah. a seventy thousand for a nineteen seventy or something like that. Well, like 10, the poor bikes were never ridden in. No, a lot of them have sat in garages since. You know, nineteen seventy-two. No oh my God! What is wrong with people? There's the the the, the the picture of the bike you're looking at is a seventy-two Daytona five hundred. Um, I restored that bike for the original owner. No he's, shit. He still owns it. Oh, so we yeah. cannot ride it again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go figure. And then you know, fifteen years from now, you're going. He wants it to look nice yeah. when it's yeah, in his garage. Hey, can you re- remember that bike you restored for me? Can you restore it for me again? <laughs> right. <laughs> so now, the, now these are all single cylinder. No, that's a twin. Oh, it is, oh, it is a twin. You're right. Okay, it is a twin. Well, now, I'm, lo- I'm looking at the exhaust on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have to say that this probably doesn't have a deep growl to it. No, that's got, <laughs> that's got inch and a half diameter exhaust pipes on it because it's a small displacement motor. That's only a 500, that one. That's a 500? That's a 500. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, what's, now, what's the top speed of something like that? Um, they're... Well, they they called them. A, you know what they did? They were they were like uh, I forget who else did it, but they named their bikes 
depending on how fast they would go. Oh, okay. Like the Triumph, you know, T100 went 100 miles an hour. The T110. Ah. T110 went They didn't make it difficult, did they? Uh, no, I guess not. No, yeah, <laughs> the, the Bonneville T120 went 120 miles okay, an hour. Okay. Now, they... I'd be absolutely terrified to attempt that because <laughs> yeah, the, bike, yeah, yeah. The, the vibration that, that you know, a, that a vertical twin gets at uh, at 65 miles an hour is enough to unscrew your colon. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, uh, th- these are directly bolted right to the frame. There's no oh, shock yeah, mounts or nothing on no. this. No, no. Okay. Wow. <laughs> now, these obviously drum brakes on something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, obviously no ABS. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll tell you something. The, the, uh, they used to have a single leading shoe front brake. So you had a cable pulling a lever that had a cam, and it just squeezed both the brakes out, brake okay. shoes at the same time. In, uh, like a bicycle. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. And in, in 68, and then they came out with it, but then refined it for 69 and 70, they had a twin leading shoe front brake. So it actually had two brake cams, and when the lever was pulled, it operated both it independently. Very, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> it was very positive. Okay. And then, uh, then they ruined it when they redesigned the the bike in '71. They they had a brake with with arms for the levers that were so short you couldn't get any leverage to operate the brake. <laughs> so you couldn't stop. Yeah. And then they came, after that they came out with the worst disc brake ever made. So. <laughs> <laughs> So was the progress was going backwards? It sounds like to me. That's what they were doing. It was British motorcycles. Yeah, well, yeah. Now, you know what's funny? Because whenever I see bikes like this, I, I, I look at the seat. And I go, how do you not slide off that? Um, Hang on, you're hanging on real tight for one. Well, because I'm fairly tall, I, I usually sit all the way at the back of the seat. So I have that nothing be, to slide I, off of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Because and thinking of that, it's like the... The center of gravity of the bike has been severely moved back over the wheel, so getting the front end off the ground is probably not difficult at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're a lot of fun, but they were always known as wheelie bikes. Oh, really? I, I, I had no clue about that. I mean, look at Evil Knievel. That's what Evil Knievel was. He was, like, he was on a Sportster, right? Ooh, before was it? that, it was Before that? Oh, no kidding. Oh, ah. Go back and pull up uh, the Caesars Palace jump. I, I just love the whole cafe. That's, that was a 67 TT special. That he I chose. didn't know that. Oh, I had absolutely. no idea. See, everybody always thought, like just like I did, that there, he was always on Sportster. I would get, definitely get one of those bikes. Cruiser right, I can help you out with that. I, lo- I love cafe <laughs> racer. Yeah, we, we know you can. <laughs> I love cafe racer bikes. Now, is there, has there ever been a, a favorite bike that you've restored? Uh, we know it's a Triumph. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's actually one that I just did. It's not up on the website, so you can't see it. All right. Uh, but it was a 67 Bonneville, and um, it was immaculate. I mean, wow. it came out beautiful. Uh, we had uh, we had probably 80 hours into the gas tank alone getting that thing. Wow, 80 hours into the tank how many, alone. How many gallons are those tanks? Uh, the, the Bonneville tanks are what was called the slimline tank. They're uh, I think they're... Two and a half gallon. Okay. Then, then the, the the TR. They so had to get good mileage too. Um. Yeah. They're they're not bad. They're not well, bad. you know, they're, back in the time when these were built, you know, miles per gallon wasn't a consideration at all. Nobody yeah. ever thought about that stuff. Yeah, I still uh, don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. No. Nobody does. You know, everybody complains about gas prices. I go to the gas station. I get twenty bucks of regular. It still costs me twenty bucks. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, is. Uh, I, I know you. I see you do choppers as well. Do you get a lot of work uh, yeah, building choppers? Yeah, absolutely. Now, are really? they are they ground up or are they? When I say ground up, I don't mean ground up into little pieces. But are <laughs> you building them, them from been. the ground up? Yeah, yeah, building them from the ground up. I do everything 
basically the only things I don't do in-house are chrome plating and any structural welding and powder coating. Okay. Uh, I do. Oh, I do pa- painting. You do. I, yeah, you I do. do. I have a spray booth in my shop. I do painting in house. You do custom painting too. Oh, absolutely. There's your guy. There's your guy. There's your guy right there. See, he's been. He needs a. He, he wants he needs his. Paint. He needs his bike repainted. <laughs> I think we can help you. <laughs> <laughs> Where have I heard that before? <laughs> yeah, we can help you. We can help you. Let me see your wallet. Now, <laughs> <laughs> what's in your wallet? <laughs> <laughs> now, with the, with the, <laughs> that's pretty funny. With the, now, with the custom bikes, with the choppers, now when, uh, do, you, do you just, like, somebody would come to you and just say, uh, I want a chopper, and then, then it's up to you to take it from there? Yeah, yeah uh, pretty or, much. or do they just hand you a picture of this bike and make it a chopper? Or, um, I, get, I get both. I get oh, customers really? who will send me a whole dossier, a file, a thousand pictures, half of them I don't even bother to look at. Um, and then I get a lot of people who say, well, this is what I want, and interpret it that way. Okay. Um, and what so. engine do you put in that it depends. I, I, I usually stay with 650s because 500s, don't, you know, they're, they're not my cup of tea. I find it's, they don't bring as much money as a 650 because they're a smaller displacement, but okay. yet it costs, the parts are just as expensive. Put that 1200 Well, I usually do big bore kits on right. which okay. which brings them up to a 750. Now, Triumph did change to a 750 in later years, Okay. but they changed the stroke of the engine to a short stroke. So it doesn't have the Which torque. is what sports, though, if Harley did to the sports right. back in the day. So it doesn't have the torque. What I, what I like is the long stroke of the 650 and then the big bore of the aftermarket 750 kit. Okay. So you, you get the out-of-the-hole torque, okay. and uh, you know you still you have the, the bigger displacement. Triumphs are notorious for having that dead man zone between like second and third gear, or, or in their case, third and fourth. Where third on the street you're revving too high and fourth is <laughs> okay. So um, the big bore kit moves that out of the range a little right. bit, and uh, I manipulate the sprockets a little bit so it's actually. So you're getting you're getting in there. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I update I update all the the electronics and you know it's all it's all kind of modern. Underneath He's the guy. The skin. He's the guy. I got a question for you now. How do you go about registering a custom built bike? The ones that I do are registered as a Triumph. They're still using the original engine and the original front frame section with the VIN number. Okay, so it stays the same. Yep, stays the same. Oh. Piece of cake. How about, now, I'm going to ask the, 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 the HD question. Do you ever get the Harley Davidson's coming in and a guy will say, well, here's my sports, they're making a chopper? Um, occasionally. Yeah. I, I, have to, I have to know the guy if I'm going to work on okay. his Harley. You know, okay. It has to be somebody... Who's a good customer, or has a is a good friend of, of uh, you know a customer? Good All right. Because um, I, I have a tendency. There's there's a thousand guys who work on Harleys. Yeah. You know, and I know I know a lot of them. I don't want to take work away from sure. them. So. Do you ever have somebody coming in and say, I, I, "This is what I want. This is what I want, but I want a Harley engine." Um. Yeah, I have been approached to do oh, really? Harleys, and I've sent them to somebody oh, else. Oh, there you go. Okay, because your specialty is the Triumph. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can take, you know, you can you can ride a Triumph into my shop, and, you know, I'll hand you a box of hot parts back. <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll be, you know, I know where everything, I know what everything is. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't label anything. Okay. I don't, you know, I'll just put everything in a bag. You know, I can look at it. I've done these bikes so much and for so long. I that's your specialty. Yeah. You know what it, you know is. What it is. Yeah, I have every homemade tool to take apart <laughs> everything. So oh, okay, yeah. that's now, the way to do it, man. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, I, that's really, really. I would love to see your shop. You that know, just yeah, sounds you like a lot to, of fun. You have to know your limitations. Like, I can't quote you chapter and verse on a BSA or a Norton. 
You know, there's other guys around here who do all the British marks, right. whereas I stayed just with the Triumph. Okay. So if it's something really heavy duty, like getting into an engine deep, like a BSA or a Norton, I'll send them to you know one of the you know another shop guys. who I'm friendly with. Okay. Know. Now, do you have trouble getting original Triumph parts? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you yeah. do? now do you get them all from overseas? Um, I try and stay with 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 English or European European made parts. When you get into Pacific Rim stuff, just like with the Harleys. No, yeah, forget it. Stay yeah, away from that. Yeah, so you got the same problem with you know or India made in India stuff, which is awful. What I got? What's the? <laughs> it doesn't give me a What's the hardest part you've had to get? For any bike you've ever built, uh, the one that's not available when I need it. <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it doesn't matter which part it is. It doesn't it's matter. Not available, then that's that's the thing I needed the most. So, oh, okay. You have to go on part? a part hunt. Absolutely, I've had to replicate parts. You know, to you have a machine shop to do that. I do have a lathe. I have a milling machine. Wow. Wow. Not, I have I, to get all the specs to be perfect. Then. Well, as close as possible. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I tell you, I, I like I like the stuff that you're doing. Like, I was really fascinated by this bike here when I was looking at on, on your on your site. That's badass. It's a '69 T120R. Yes, it is. Is that, that original or is that modified? No, that's extremely modified. Oh, it is. Because yeah. I was saying, I they didn't make bikes that like that. That's pretty badass for a yeah, bike. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not build that bike, but I rebuilt it. It was built by another builder in Europe. Oh, okay. And there were just right. so many things that were deadly wrong on it. <laughs> that, uh, so this came over from Europe. That came over from Europe. So that's Europe. a hard tail, huh? Oh yeah, the hardest. Wow. Yeah, it looks like the that's seat the, has no no. Hardest. Yeah. It's got. Is it? It's sprung seat. Yeah, I believe that one had a sprung seat on. Oh, let's take a look. You at Yeah, very little. <laughs> well, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put look, a. No, no it actually, it didn't. That bike had little rubber bushings underneath <laughs> the back oh, of the seat. Oh, oh, so this is not a pavement. <laughs> 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 like dragging your ass. So, so, that's get, so you get your spine adjusted with that one. I was I was very curious about this one too. Um, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. You know that was not one of my favorites. That was built with Springer front end. And well, just the stance of that bike. It was a little stubby, but it was what the, that that customer actually brought me that frame. He had like the the bare bones of the bike. Okay. And. Uh, the Triumph made a, a change to the rake and the frames in '66. They actually uh, uh, made the the, the uh, they went from 25 to 28 degrees. So they that, increased the rake. Yeah, they increased the rake. That one is a 65 frame, so it actually has the shorter rake. Wow! So that's why the bike looks a little stubby. I, it I, it almost looks sportster stubby. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It's got that, a sportster kind of feel to it a little bit. You know, you have to you have to work with what sometimes with what your customer has. Yeah, that's true. That's a nice. That's still pretty badass. Though. That's a good look. That's a really is a good looking bike. That one really? previous, I like. That. I like the whole cafe racer thing. Now, yeah. do you, do you ever build a lot of cafe racers? Ever um, any of those? Yeah, I've done a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's I, not much different to those than your standard s- scrambler or anything. Um, like that, right? nah, it can get a little elaborate. I have uh, I have one in my shop right now that's in for service, and actually for a couple little changes that he. He had an HID headlight in it, which is giving him lots of problems, so I'm changing it to an LED, stupid things like that. But he wanted a cafe racer, um, and so we took it one step further. We said, why don't you go past cafe racer and go with, like, a vintage Grand Prix-type racer? Ooh. Mm. So um, 
I, I showed him a, a couple of websites for people I knew who were doing like hand hammered aluminum tanks and wow, rear, that's know, really seats. getting that's really getting into it. Yeah, so he, he it was a little out of his budget, so he went with uh, fiberglass replicas from glass from the past. I think is the website, right? And uh, and they did a good job on it. It looked good after we painted it. Um, but it, it has some modern touches, which I cringe at. It has, <laughs> Such as? Yeah, LED marker lights, turn <laughs> signals, and other, other things. But you know what it is? The, the motor, this motor in, this, in his bike is insane. It's actually a 73 Bonneville motor. And it's had some head work done. It's got snottier cams in it. Snottier? Yeah, cams. snottier That's cams. the way I feel right now. I'm a little snotty right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not your cams, though. It's not my cams, though. It's my head. Yeah, but when, it, when you wind this bike up, um, it'll kick you in the gut. No. It's got some nuts. Wow. Now, ha, it's fine. I just thought it just came into my head just now. Have you ever taken part of the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride? Excuse me? The Distinguished Gentleman's Ride? The Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Right. It's only for those who own or ride vintage bikes, scramblers, um, cafe racers, uh, bobbers, uh, bikes of that nature. And that is all you because that's what the ride is all about. It's a fundraiser for... You have to do it on a suit. You have to wear a suit while you do yes. it. It's really, look it up. Just check it out. Distinguished, distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Look it up. It happens once a year. And it's something I think you would actually feel. Well, they, they just just this past weekend they did the uh, the the race down in Wildwood. The uh, what is it? The oh, on the, the, did they have a flat track race on the yeah, beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, did they really? Yeah. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Or something. And you didn't tell me. Uh, I just just saw that. I would have been all over that. Yeah, well, I got today. Today, <laughs> I already had some reports back from some people I know who were there. And and, uh, and, and what and. As I recall, predominantly most of the bikes that were riding there were mostly all Harleys doing. Yeah, and they're all they're all vintage. Yeah, it's all old like stuff. Pre nineteen fifty or something. Yeah, like that. that's fantastic stuff. Um, there's something else I wanted to ask you about your bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it escapes. How me did right you get now. into this anyway? Um, that's a good question right there. And I have a good answer. It was out of necessity. Needed a job. No, like every, <laughs> like everybody else back in the day when they were you know seventeen and wanted a motorcycle, they wanted a Harley. They couldn't afford it. They bought a Triumph. But okay. There was, there was nobody to work on it, so because Triumph was already out of business. So okay. So out of necessity, I had to work on it myself. And then other people at Triumph said, "Oh, well, can you fix mine too?" Oh. Just, oh so yeah. one thing led to another. Yeah, and it ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> well. Would well, you? at least you're doing you something you love, yeah. right? Well, you know what they say: if you love something, don't make a career out of it. Yeah. <laughs> this is okay. There is some truth. Yeah, they also say if you love what you do, it's not work. Yeah, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all. Let's ask you this: Do you hate going to work in the morning? Um, no, I love motorcycles. I just don't love the business. You don't like the business of motorcycles. Yes. Well, I, I can. I see. Is it is it the dealing with the customers? Um, without offending my customers, yes. Oh, okay. That's a big part of it. The business. Okay. He's talking about the business, not working on actual bikes. It goes with anything. Love. People I don't so, want yeah. to put hey, what, what, it's, what the job is worth. You got to do books. Yes. There's paperwork. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, that part of the business, yeah. yeah so it's of the course. business of the business. And, uh, okay. Um, you know, that, I really don't like that. That's well, what secretaries are for. Get somebody else to do that crap for you. Yeah, that means you have to pay them. <laughs> well, you know, there is that. <laughs> there is that part. It goes into the price of the bike. That's all. <laughs> well, that's good. That's uh, that's uh, Steve Blaufeter from TT Cycles. That's uh, uh, in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. Thanks, Steve, for being with us. Stick around. You're going to have some fun with us. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad you're here. 
Um, I definitely want to check out your shop. We're, we're going to put links to your uh, to your shop on the website. Oh, cool. Yeah, and even do. a direct link. And uh, we'll make it a trip one day. We'll all go up to Steve's shop. Yep. Bother him on a Saturday. You don't work on Saturdays, do you? Uh, if I have a lot of work to do, I'll work on Saturdays. Okay. Right. And this is your shop? Yes. Oh, very good. Okay. Where is it at now? In Berkeley Heights. Oh, wow. Where the money is. That's why I'm in Berkeley Heights. <laughs> and the, where, where exactly in Berkeley Heights is it? Uh, 10 Summit Avenue. Summit Avenue. Can't say I know it. It's right off Springfield Avenue. Springfield comes in. Is that like where, where they have the fireworks near or there? Anywhere? Yes, right down the street. I can. I usually have a barbecue up there. Cause oh, okay. The next field down from me is where the fire oh, are. Oh, there you go. See? You're right there. Yeah, we played there this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played there like two or three years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Steve is also in a band, several bands. Sure. He's got uh, the Nicotines. Nicotines, Brother John Brown, that's the other okay. one. Okay. Actually, the Nicotines are an offshoot of Brother John Brown, so we're, same under, people. we're under the umbrella of Brother John Brown, Inc. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, listen. Let's um, let's see. I'll make, let's get to. Uh, let's see. We just said I got got to do the audio book review. Uh, and for you, the listeners of Motorcycle Men podcast, Audible is offering a free audio book download with a free thirty day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Uh, right now, I am listening to uh, the Road Show uh, by Neil Peart. Peart. I'm sorry, Peart. Neil Peart. Uh, it's about his. Um, uh, escapades, I'll say, or his travels during uh, uh, one of his tours with Rush, uh, where he, uh, where he, him and a friend rode between the shows. Excellent book. If you, if you do, you like to listen to audiobooks? Sure. Yeah, just check this out. It's really, really cool. It, it's the way he describes where they, uh, how he rode, where he rode. He's he's a BMW guy. I'm surprised that a drummer could write a book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's oh, funny. my God. You know, man. and it's funny. In his book, he says he came across a... <laughs> <laughs> he, it's funny that you would do a rim shot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what yeah, a drummer yeah. joke. That's pretty funny. Um, just turn that up just a little bit. Um, the funny thing is, is he found a book somewhere of drummer jokes. So during the book... Yeah, yeah, he, 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 no, period loves drummer jokes. And he, he would go it. on and start talking about... He, he says, and he goes, question. And then he would say, uh, what do you call a drummer without a girlfriend? Answer, homeless. So <laughs> he would go on with things like that. Uh, but it's an excellent book. It's really, and it, he has another one called Traveling Music, which was actually before this one, where he did another tour, uh, and of course he told about all the roads he rode on and where he went and stuff like that. He apparently doesn't care for Florida too much because of the drivers down there, because he feels they're all mis-relocated New Yorkers. You know, and uh, he's probably right. He's probably right. Does that mean he likes riding in New York? <laughs> he likes right. He didn't care for New York City. He likes upstate New York. Well, the country. He actually kind of liked New Jersey too, because he says outside of the uh, New York hub and the Philadelphia hub, I, New I, Jersey you know, is actually uh, very nice. That probably applies to every state. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. When you get into the Don't cities, you're going to have a city. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You, know, you, you, you fly into Pittsburgh, and everybody says, "Oh my God, Pennsylvania sucks." But you get outside of that, and it's very nice. Um, but uh, he also did another book, which I'm going to be re-listening to next, is uh, The Master Rider, where he rode a bicycle between shows. Oh, that's too much work. That's too <laughs> much. Well, I know you would say that. That's too much work. I would do that. I'm exhausted just listening. Right? I, I, vowed, I vowed never to ride a bicycle again once I got my license. <laughs> that's right. Has, has that happened? Uh, no, I have not ridden a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 
to download your free audiobook, go today to audibletrial.com motorcycle men. Again, that's uh, audibletrial.com slash motorcycle men for your free audiobook. Uh, some hot deals of the week Bike Bandit. Uh, it's bikebandit.com is offering 40% off motorcycle luggage. So go if you're looking for some traveling, go to bikebandit.com. Revzilla is having a 20% off waterproof gloves. Guys, oh, cool. get your waterproof gloves. Twenty percent off. Highly on recommend Revzilla. I use them all yeah. the time for tires. Oh, really? No kidding. Their prices are great. They have JP Cycles had a um, a sale on tires uh, last week. They were going up to forty four percent off tires. JP Cycles, uh, but Revzilla. I, I honestly have never bought anything from Revzilla yet, uh, but I plan on looking at jackets. Yeah, they're right out of Philly. They ship out of Philly. I didn't know that. Yeah, no kidding. Get stuff the next day from them. Uh, fix my hog. Tim, you'll find this very interesting. Their subscription is now up to $12. Wowzer. It was at 6 then it went to 9 Now it's at 12 So I, I figured, guess that more people are getting into it. I guess next week it should be 15 maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, JP Cycles, today is the last day of the 93% off on their closeouts of uh, cruiser gear. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, guess what, boys? It's time for our bike spec shootout. You're supposed to give us uh, a gun of some sort for shootout. Oh, you now you, you know not going to happen now. Why not? Because I can't find it right now. <laughs> oh, All right, you want me to hold up the show for that? Yes, as a matter of fact, oh, yes. you're supposed to talk to this. That's what meetings are for. I was supposed to what? talk what? <laughs> meetings are for. I know, that's but what I, was, what I was supposed to do? Huh? Talk what? Talk. I, I was supposed to talk about something. Yeah, you're you're going first. Oh, okay, my out. turn. Okay, well, you know, you, see, now you got me wanting to get my own sound effects up. But screw no, it. no, don't okay, never mind. Come on, waste time. You have any sound effects, Chris? No, no. Okay, we yeah. want to ask you, Steve. Right? <laughs> Thanks. That's good. Thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, that's my sound effect. Uh, did you bring a bike uh, to do for a spec shootout? Uh, do you, you have one? You know what? I, I you know, I, I, I expressed to you, I'm, a, I'm a little old fashioned. When that's it comes okay. To that's cycles. okay. Well, we'll take an old bike. That's yeah, fine. well, I'm, you know, I'm going to stay with. Uh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to you. We'll yeah, get to you. I'll okay. go first. Oh, this one. Wait your turn. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to know where the hell my freaking iced tea is. Uh, well, no, you didn't bring it up here, did huh? Well, why don't you it, ask I'm, the waitress? Where's the waitress? Where's I the waitress? Seen her since we I got have here. not seen her since we got here. I, I I had an iced tea. I had a, t- a whole gallon jug of iced tea when I came up here, and I don't know where the hell it is now. That's ridiculous. I mean, you came in here. You didn't come up here. You I came, came in, in here. I came in here with a, a gallon jug of iced tea, and I don't know where the hell it is now. Somebody walked out with it. I don't know. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Bastards. Because I'm thirsty. Okay. Uh, my bike that I selected today for the, for the spec shootout. Tim's going to the diner bathroom. <laughs> Shall we wait till you get back? Said no. No, he says no. Okay, we're gonna go. Okay, uh, my bike is the uh, 2016 Moto Guzzi Eldorado. Let me call this up on the screen so you guys can gawk at it. Here it comes. Boop. Ooh. Well, that's the Eldorado for Moto Guzzi 2016. Fifteen thousand five hundred ninety-nine dollars. Really? Yes. You can write a check any day for that. That looks uh, like a pulse jet engine on the side. It looks like something. Yeah, what the it, fuck is that? Yeah, uh, that is a that is a toaster oven. I'm not sure. <laughs> you have more pictures? You have a yes. Well, I can do a gallery, but right now, let me get through the specs. It has a four-stroke V90 twin, 1380cc, 96 horsepower EFI engine. Well, yeah. All right. What? <laughs> 96 horsepower coming out of that. that yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty a, that's good. That's a nice number. It's supporting Brembo radial calipers, ABS brakes. 
And for those of you who know what Brembo brakes are, good for you because I have no freaking idea what the hell a Brembo brakes is. <laughs> These are radio caliber brakes. Do you know what that is, Steve? What, Brembo? Yeah. It's a manufacturer. Oh, it's a, bre- it's a manufacturer. Yep. Okay. And are radio caliber brakes good? Sure. <laughs> As they, if they stop you, I guess if they stop you, all brakes are good, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's the whole you know, advancement of the floating calipers and all that fun stuff. I've heard the term floating calipers. I heard, yeah, I've heard the, that. the actual periphery of the brake disc actually will slide back and forth as pressure is applied so that everything's always in the right spot when the pucks grab it. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds interesting. Cool. Uh, it has a six-speed transmission. Uh, it's a 5.4-gallon gas tank. It's got the one, a 100 front and 130 rear tire. I uh, don't know anything about miles per gallon, but I'm guessing at 1,380cc, 96 horsepower. Huh? How big is that tank? 5.4. That's a pretty good size tank. Uh, I imagine you're probably getting maybe about 34 miles to the gallon, maybe 38, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it weighs a whopping 701 pounds. That's curb weight. That is a beast. That's lighter than my bike. That's lighter than your your fat boy? Your fat boy my fat boy is 725. Really? Get that Really? Yes. I said the F word. Really? Yes. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> wow. It's available in any color you want as long as it's black. And it's seat height. 29 inches. 29. That's 20. That's, I, I, I think that's a, I, for that bike, for a cruiser style bike like that, I thought that was a little high. But Yeah, you know what? I would expect it to be slightly lower. Now, most of the bikes you do, Steve, they have a pretty high seat head, right? Uh, the stock ones do, but when it comes to choppers, I usually use my knee as a gauge. If I stand next to it, I kind of like, I want to have the seat right around where my knee really? is. Really? Oh, wow. And what would that be? you have a tape measure? <laughs> 27 inches. So, you, uh, so I would have to imagine that most of the bikes, the, the, the Triumphs that you're rebuilding, they probably have... Around a thirty-inch seat height. Um, no, actually, actually, the seat heights on the on the early bikes before they ruined them in seventy-one. <laughs> um, I think I think after seventy-one they were up around 30, 31 inches. So, okay. So I think they were somewhere around twenty. Well, you're a big guy. You could flat foot that anyway, right? Yeah, even some of them, I'm on the balls of my feet. Believe it or not. Seriously, really? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, like, you're more upper torso than you are lower. I'm not a, you know, don't make me out like a freak. I'm, no. fa- I'm fairly proportionate. <laughs> but those bikes For are a freak. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding. Man. All right, so that's my bike. It was a Moto Guzzi Eldorado. Uh, so get out your checkbook and write that $15,600 check. I'll take two. I still want to know what that, that, that what's that on the side of that engine? Yeah, that man? thing is huge. Right. Can I see a front? It looks like front, a, fr- a refrigerator or something. That's, it's a freezer. Like he said, it looks like a, it looks like a jet or something. On there. Yeah, uh, I was looking at the exhaust. It looks like a pulse jet engine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm you, to you don't have a front picture of this? What no, is this that? is this is it. This is the website, dude. This is what they gave me. You see that, right? Yeah, I see what you know, right the right there. Right there, right there in the middle. Yeah. That? That's the cylinder head, man. It's what? just monstrously large. <laughs> One big cylinder. <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, they say going to have me. They're going to have me. What? It's on both sides of the bike. Yeah. Here yeah, it's typical Goozy. It's got the. Uh, That's Goozy. Typical Goozy. Do you ever get any Goozies in your shop? Nah, I stay away from that. You do. You stay. You purposely stay away from Goozies. Yeah, you know it's not my cup of tea. Uh, so yeah, so it's the Eldorado. That's a that's a, it's a big ass bike. I think I don't know. That's it. Do they have a gallery thing here? I'm looking for a gallery. Looking for the gallery. Looking for the gallery. I'll put this on a website. Here's a gallery right here. I'll put this on a website so y'all can just check it out. And um, 
That's yeah. That's a, that's this. Look at that cylinder head sticking out of the side of that thing. That's so. so that's what I'm saying. That's, that's monstrous. You know, it's it's hard it's hard to make a modern bike out of such a uh, such a, an antiquated engine. You know, that engine design has been around forever. With it. oh, has it really? Oh, absolutely. So that's nothing new. No, that that style engine. With no that kidding. Yeah, they've always had that. That's kooky looking. <laughs> All right. All right, Tim, it's your turn. What do you got? We're going to go with the uh, V-Star V-Max. And that would be the bike that I have up on the screen right now. Yes, it's it's a little different. In fact, we saw these up at the uh, up at Americade. Yeah, so a lot of them, actually. Yes. Now, this bike goes for uh, $17.9, which seems pricey for me, but it's all right. The engine is a 102. Microphone, microphone. 1679. 1679 CC? Yep. Wow. Uh, let me see. What else do you need to know? It's fuel injected. All right. Okay, five speed. And uh, it's a shaft, of course. Most, shaft most drive? Most of the uh, Yamaha's cars are shaft. Shaft drive, okay. Yeah. Uh, what kind of, is it ABS brakes? Okay, the braking system is dual 320M wave type discs. What is that? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, we, it's, we, we, it's, we stumped the builder. Know. Stumped the builder. <laughs> stumped the builder. That's a new game. Talk, talk to me about pre-1970 technology, and I'll help you out. It's Brembo. That should help you. It's a Brembo radio pump master cylinder. <laughs> oh, this uh, just in? I found my freaking iced tea. Yeah, it was up his ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. All right, uh, front tire is a 120, the back is a 200. What? Yep. And it's an 18-inch rim. Really? That's what it's saying, 18. I like, the, I like the 200. How do you feel about the wide wild tires? Do you like wide tires? Uh, you know what? I've, I've never, it was never popular amongst, like, the, the British stuff, like the early, you know, guys. It yeah, was hard to build a pro street right. bike out of it. Right. Some guys have done it. You know, I, I even dabbled with it. I did a 200 tire. On a on a custom made okay. giant frame. What do you think the appeal is? Uh, for me, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You know, two hundred by comparison is skinny. Well, somebody's you put, got you put bike it, guys you, out there. How about three hundred? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Like, on a, on an old Triumph because it's so small, you put a two hundred on that, it looks, it looks like, like a steamroller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, seriously. Yeah. Go ahead, Tim. Sorry to all right. No Tim, problem. continue. Okay, the seat height is thirty point five. That's a Triumph. Rating. Okay, okay. <laughs> it looks like it's a very, really comfortable seat, though. Yes. That looks like a very good, like good lower back support. Yep. I think the wheelbase is sixty six nine. That's not shabby. Four gallon tank, twenty seven miles to the gallon. And blah, 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 blah. 27, 27 miles. That must to be the sucking up a lot of juice, man. My bike has got a bigger engine than that. Yeah, I know. It's and I get forty. Twenty seven miles. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Like let's get. Stuff. Let's guess the weight. Oh, this is the weight guess. We do the weight 420. guess. Four twenty. Uh, I'm gonna say if it's only getting twenty seven miles to the gallon, I'm gonna say this weighs six and a quarter. Um, I'm gonna say six twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> and the closest man wins is six eighty three. Oh, God damn you! <laughs> Six hundred and eighty-three pounds. Yep, that weighs more than my bike. And you can get it in a few colors: blue, black, and I doesn't have here what the other colors are. 
But there's got to be a red in there. Uh, probably, but it's, the blue and black is all they're showing. So we, we did we did see a lot of these up in Americade. Yes. Saw a lot of them up there. Um, they're cool looking back. They really are cool. I, I, no, it's just the thing that throws me is the air intake. Yeah, that is, is like very. It's weird odd. looking. It's oddly placed. <laughs> it's like an old man has that thing through his ear till he can hear <laughs> that thing. We got to get Chris. Well, here's what is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The interesting thing about that is, is it's not just on the one side. It's on both sides. It's on both sides. Symmetry is important. Yeah. Again, yeah. They, they got the same thing with the exhaust. The, the exhaust. I, if I recall, it kind of it didn't have a whiny sound to it. It didn't have a grumble sound to it either. In the middle of the road. It kind of looks like they just sawed a sport bike and a cruiser in half and just, just smashed them together. Stuck the front of one on the back of the other. <laughs> but I like how they threw a bobber uh, rear fender on there. Yeah, it's, it's having an identity crisis. <laughs> it wants to be something. <laughs> Recognize me, please. Look at me. I'm a freak. Well, that's, that's half the fun of looking at motorcycles on Craigslist because... People will take the most ridiculous motorcycle and say, I'm going to build a bobber out of it. And they'll do the most stupid things. They'll take a fender or, like, take the rear fender off and put a solo seat on. Now they have a bobber. Yeah. They'll, they'll do that to, like, a totally inappropriate bike, though. <laughs> I love it. All right. So there you have it. That's uh, Tim brought us the 2016 Star V-Max. How much was that bike, Tim? 179. Seventeen VMAX is big. It's a very popular bike still to this day. Well, Star bikes are pretty cool. They were up in Maricade. They had a really huge... I they were right next to Harley, right on, right down there on, uh, on Beach Avenue. I Beach almost Road. bought one before I got the Harley. Yeah, you were, you were, you were ogling because up I, a... Only uh, because I had the V-Star in the beginning, the 650, which I really liked. I had no problems with that bike. That thing ran no beautifully. And the only thing I had well, uh, an issue with that bike, and again, this is a stupid thing, is it was, it was a paperweight. It was very, very light. That, well, for me, that's good. Oh, yeah, Being okay. I drop bikes all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> but you're I just, saying, but I drop them sitting still. <laughs> uh, now, you, now you're saying, he had a 650. I know you've been doing a lot of 650s in your bikes. His 650, um, I guess it's about gearing because you would wind that thing up and it would scream. Yeah, and at, at 60 miles an hour, that thing would sound like it was ready to blow up. What uh, What was it? Uh, V-Star. Uh, it was a 2000... It's a classic, wasn't it? Is that okay, no, yeah, I've, I've, I've spent time on those bikes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was capable of doing the highway. That bike. Yeah, but, but. like I said, his speedometer didn't work on that hard. He's still going out. As my sports right, was what we, 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 we're, we're doing. I'm doing like he's doing like seventy, and I'm trying to keep up. I can't keep up, and I'm I'm at seventy. He's going faster and faster. His bike was not doing 70. <laughs> well, it depends. Was it a Sportster? Sportster 883, 1994. Yeah, it probably wasn't doing 70. <laughs> Are you suggesting I was going faster? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, it's your turn. What kind of bike you got for us today? Um, I picked this as something very cool. Um, I always said that if uh, the day comes when I can't walk anymore or hold the bike up anymore, I will get a trike. Uh, the Harley Davidson uh, new uh, new one, the freewheeler trike. Uh, it's a pretty cool, badass looking uh, f- uh, trike. Uh, I kind of like it. That's very cool. Like, we saw those at, at American as well. Yeah. Uh, not as expensive as I thought they were going to be because oh, like, some no. trikes would be like thirty five thousand. Uh, this one's uh, price starts at twenty five thousand four ninety nine. 
to twenty five thousand. So you, about twenty six thousand uh, dollars. It's a color option. Think about what color you pick. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's an air cooled V twin, one hundred three uh, with oil cooler. That's that's a big one. I'm just thinking about getting that for my bike. Actually, uh, six piston front, single piston floating rear. Um, it's not ABS and brakes. It's not ABS, which I'm shocked at for something so big. Um, the foot actuated dual parking brakes. Um, I'd like to know what exactly that means. Well, it has a parking <laughs> brake. You know, like your car has a parking brake. Yeah. This has got a parking brake. So it's a foot. It's like it's a foot pedal. You stomp on it, you got a parking brake. And it's got a six-gallon tank. It better. Um, it's a one thirty. In the front, and it's got a twin uh, P two hundred five. That's a car tire. It's got two <laughs> car tires in the back. <laughs> yeah, sixty five R thirteens in the rear. Does that mean you go to a car place to get your tires? Yeah, why not? I would guess. <laughs> that's, that's the way it looks to me. Unless you want them to say Harley Davidson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You gotta get the extra hundred fifty. Yeah, right. The Dunlop tires, yeah, right? That's what HD stands for. Hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> gotta put Hankooks on the back. Get, uh, oh, is that a plug? <laughs> DC tire, go there now. All right. Uh, such a big bike. It's got 30 miles uh, per gallon. 39 miles per gallon. 39. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, the weight is 1,082. Well, you know what? That's it, my bike with me on it. Yes. <laughs> but here's the thing. There's a difference between us. That you, you, you won't be able to drop this, Tim. Huh? You won't there's be no, able to drop this at a Don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of trikes. I don't like they, they have other models of trikes, but for some reason, this particular one, the freewheeler. I just like the, the style and the way it looks. It almost like a, fr- a fat boy front end. Yes. Ah, I, I like the way it looks. That looks they lowered the, they lowered think the so? back end. Yeah. It's almost got a hot rod look to it. That's why uh, I like the way it looks. Yeah, I'm not digging that front wheel on there, that skinny front wheel with that yeah. front end. It's kind of, to me, it looks, it looks like it wants to be a street glide in the front, but, it, you know, I don't it has know. It no, has no fairing on the front. But then at the same time, it's got that Small front wheel like your Dyna series has. Right, right. Do they have a they have a posi in these things. Do you know posi rear? <laughs> Doing burnouts with it. Good question. Probably a single axle, right? Actually, uh, hold on a second. The these spec things are right getting there. popular though because it's got that hot rod ass end on it. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing the tri glides around a lot lately. It's a primary chain drive, so uh, I, I think it is. Actually, I think it is positive because it goes right to the center. So, but who knows? I always kind of thought those things were like. The, the pants with the elastic waistband of motorcycles. <laughs> wow. Like when you've oh given God. up the comb over of motorcycles. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's like, it's, I know a couple of guys it. that got trikes, and, and they literally, like I said, they got them out, and they're really the old school bikers, old. They can't hold a normal bike up anymore. Yeah. I, it, if, I, I don't know. And me, me and my old stuff, I go out and get a 45, you know, a G model or something. Yeah. Old truck. All right. <laughs> Uh, so this what else we got on this? Oh, you yeah, got we got some colors in the seat height, Chris. Uh, yes. <laughs> seat height doesn't really seat height doesn't really matter on this, right. but it doesn't really matter. It's shit, and it's got and it's got to have reverse on it, right? No, uh, no. It's got to have no, a reverse. There's no, gear. Reverse. Not there's no I, I went through the specs myself. I looked at it. There was no reverse. Yeah, How can I'm pretty have... sure they, they have reverse. I'm pretty sure. It's, it's got to. Reverse. Yes. <laughs> it's got to. Shoot, they had it on trikes back in the 30s. Yeah, because the, the, the broken leg motherfuckers buy anything. <laughs> they pull it straight somewhere, and then they can't push it out. Whoa. Right? Sorry, sir. You're going to have to stay right where you are. <laughs> But it's got a seat high of 26.9 when you're not sitting on it. No, sorry, uh, 26.9 laden, 27.5 unladen. Red, black, black, and. Uh, oh, red, black, and black metal flake. That's your options. The black metal flake actually looks really cool. Yes, it does. It's a good looking bike. 
Uh, what else? We okay now. If you got, I'm gonna give you guys some uh, motorcycle education. You ready for education? <laughs> you might enjoy this, Steve. I have, uh, as you guys know, I, I owned a Sportster, and I rode that Sportster for ten years. It was 883. I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot, and I even like the new Sportsters. The new Sportsters are pretty cool bikes. I, I, I like the new with the 48. What do you think of the new Sportsters? Uh, they're expensive. Yes, we know they are. They're kind of they're kind of pricey. I, I will admit that. Um, high dollars. Well, I mean, about high dollars, but, you know, they are kind of, burp, they're up there. And this one is the Iron 883. This is one of the, one of the popular ones that's out there right now. Uh, they're doing. But anyway, what I decided to give you guys was the history of the Sportster. Ooh, here we go. Okay, can I, I get no sound effect to bring that in? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. The original model was called the K-Series in 1952. This superseded the W series. Uh, now, what happens? It, it started out with a 45 cubic inch engine, which they upgraded to the 54. You said it superseded the W series, right? The, I'm sorry, I, I was backwards with that. Yes, I'm saying the W series. It's the first one out that was. No, so I think the W series came first, then the K series. Uh, it was upgraded to a 54 cubic inch engine, aka 883. Okay. Um, for you, Steve, BSA, Norton, and Triumph dominated and killed the K right around the same time. Yep, and most sports You Harley killers. That's it. That's right. In sports killer. <laughs> <laughs> In 1957, after years of education, Harley reintroduced the Sportster XL. Okay, Is that the, extra long or extra large? Yeah. It could be either or. <laughs> with the new engine, and they maintained the, uh, with the K displacement of the 54 cubic inch, uh, it's a larger bore and shorter stroke, made for better breathing, higher RPM, and increased the cruising speed. Uh, they went to the cast iron cylinder heads and rocker boxes, and that's where it got the name the Ironhead. Absolutely. Mm. Right. See that? There is one little thing, if I can introduce Go ahead, Absolutely, please, right by all means. Um, what what they were trying to do when they came out with this bike was they were trying to get the, the British bike rider over to Harley's. There you go. Which is why they had the shifter on the right-hand side on the early bikes. Right. Was they were trying to lure the British guys, the British riders, over onto the, the Harley's. And at the time, after World War II, there were a lot of Triumph bikes available. They, they were bringing, all the guys were bringing them back over from overseas. Right. So Harley said, hey, wait a minute. Let's do something about that. Well, well, they, th- this was the nicest thing they tried. Yeah. What, what Harley really tried to do is they tried to have the government put a, uh, a huge tariff on the, the imported British bikes. So it actually went to court, and the judge had no idea what, what they were talking about, like the similarities <laughs> between the motorcycles. No kidding. Because wow. they they, the, uh, uh, Harley was claiming, there's a, I'll give you a whole list of things as time goes on that Harley cried foul about with Triumph. But uh, they said they were a threat to their, you know, American <laughs> brand. So, so finally the judge said, well, bring a Harley in here and bring a Triumph in here. Let me see what you're talking about. So they rolled the Triumph into the freight elevator, brought it upstairs to the courtroom, rolled it in the courtroom. Well, the Harley, they had to disassemble to get it up into the courtroom. <laughs> so the judge actually dismissed the case at that point. Uh, how about that? Yeah. Wow. See? Wow. More education on top of education. Sure. That's education wonderful. Education is important. That's right. Uh, Harley had such success with the new engine, uh, they applied the same technique with the shovel head engine, with the um, iron kale cylinder and rocker boxes. Other than the new engine, the Sportster maintained the same features as the, as the 1952 K model. 
so they didn't change it too much. But in 58, Harley introduced a stripped-down version, the XLCH, uh, with the dual staggered exhaust, like you see today, and the iconic peanut tank. Ta-da! There you go. Um... Uh, the new sporty. Yeah, you know, what what bothers me about them back then? Yeah. Okay, there wasn't as many gas stations as there are today. Right. So why a two point two gallon gas <laughs> right? tank when you can't one point one? I'm sorry. The original one point one gas tank was one point one gallons. So where were you going? It yeah, was nowhere. <laughs> That's right. It was one point one gallons. Um, the okay. This, That's the for sport- people that worked at the post office a mile away. <laughs> the, that, that what are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> say it out loud. Yeah, use your invoice. Use your I think work. that was a reference to your one mile commute to work. <laughs> I'm riding to work. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, this well, new sports. Well, this new sports. The new sports are outran and outsold the Brit competitors when they came up to XLCH at the time. Yeah, I would disagree with that. Well, <laughs> we got to try them at the time. We got to try them. I understand that. But uh, in 1969, we, that was the dark year for Harley. That's when they got bought out by AMF, the the and bowling ball company. The bowling ball company, <laughs> uh, and they create they they what they brought was reduced production, reduced staff, and decreased quality to save money. I was wondering why my hat, my my. my <laughs> as a result, my bowling ball had a nice growl. growl <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your bowling ball has a growl, growl to it. Yeah. Um, the Sportster was affected by this, and in '72, every Sportster was recalled. Every Sportster was recalled. Because a cast steel support was replaced with a U-shaped stamp steel strip that would fail under normal riding conditions. This held the seat and the rear fender and shocks in place. Oh, great. So uh, they, they had to all be re-welded with a metal strip to support the shocks and the rear fender. Uh, and the same year, they increased the engine size to 1,000 cc's. So let's increase the engine size, but put this cheap-ass bracket on the back that'll snap off when you're riding it. <laughs> well, the one thing that helped was the 1,000 cc was slower than the 900 cc. That's funny. Yeah, well, they went to a uh, wet clutch. The, oh, no kidding. Yeah, dry clutch 900 Sportsters are killers. I love those bikes. As wow. a matter of fact, I have a 69 Sportster. Do you really? Yeah, yeah it's a 900 <sighs> Magneto dry, uh, dry clutch. That's why they were fast, because of the dry clutch. And oh, that's, that's why they were slow, was because of the wet clutch. I see. It's interesting. And here's something which you just mentioned. Uh, up to that point, the flat track-inspired shifter was on the right-hand side, but the safety wackos at the DOT demanded that it be moved to the left side. In 74, the AMF tightwads instructed Harley to just run a secondary shaft under the bike from the right side. And then in 77, they did what they should have done in the beginning and just redesigned the tranny and put the shifter on the left. So basically, they just had a rod that ran under the bike with the shifter. That's but you could take that off and put the early stuff on it. Yeah. So you just have a regular right side shift. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so they tried to cut it. And from 77 to 79, Harley offered a Cafe XL, um, which was basically just they tried to do a Cafe Racer thing with that. And in 78, uh, was the, 1978 was the only occasion where Harley used dual exhaust on its Sportsters. Instead of a staggered ones like we see today. One year they did that. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, later in 79, they fixed the support problem under the seat finally. <laughs> after all those years. <laughs> with steel tubing. And that was again revised and redesigned in 1982. Which created the framework that led to that triangular shaped oil tank we have today. Uh, a year later, in 83, the Harley execs, uh, execs bought the company back from AMF. So that's when the dark ages ended, like they said. And 86 saw the retirement of the Ironhead and the birth of the Evolution engine. 
What do you think of the Evolution engine, Steve? As a matter of fact, um, I had an 86 Sportster. Okay. I, an 1100. It was the quirkiest bike I think I've ever owned. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I, I Quirky in what way? There were a lot of anomalies on it. There were a lot of... Un, it had unpredictable behavior, let's say. Um, it, was hard, it was hard to get the clutch to operate correctly. I, I know I had the clutch apart several times. I replaced friction steels, everything, cables, and it always had a high clutch no matter what you did. Well, mine was in, mine was in 84. I'm no, sorry, mine was in 94. 94. Uh, the clutch... Uh, t- 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 How did you describe the clutch? Oh, my God. It was like pulling, pulling an anchor up. Two hands. <laughs> it was that was a hard clutch. Yeah, and that's that's funny because you know they're they're diaphragm clutches, so it's there's no control over the spring tension. You know that's why cable routing becomes really important on those because if you put a hard bend on it, it's going to make it. All right. Really no, difficult. I had this. I had I had extra long cables, so it was this huge long loop that went across the front of the headlight. Well, that's probably why you had a monster <laughs> clutch. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a good bike though. I, I was I was happy with. As a matter of fact, I I actually bought, um, I bought. I, I'm ashamed to say it. I bought a soft tail. Uh, okay. Why are you ashamed to say? Yeah, don't, don't insult us you know, like that. You know, we why? didn't insult you yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> you know what? I, I have a I have a, a hard time with modern bikes, and I, w- I was riding a '58 Panhead at the time in FL, and. You know, all my friends want to go riding on a Sunday morning. They'd change their oil and polish their little thing. And I would take my cylinder heads off and check my rocker boxes to make sure they weren't getting shredded up. Um, so so I, 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 I said, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to get a, a soft ale. So I, I looked at them, and I, went, I bought an 84. So it got to be difficult. Now, so when was this? This was about 10 years ago. Okay. So I bought an 84. Now, that's the oddball. That was an Evo motor. Okay. It was the only bike with an Evo in 84. Okay. And it was still a chain drive. It was still a four-speed. It still was a kickstart. Okay. So that made it kind of respectable in my book because I didn't have to worry about having the, the button on it. I had the, the kicker. Right. Um, and that, that actually was a good bike. I, I got rid of that bike, and it had probably about 80,000 miles on it. So. Wow. Yeah, it did pretty good. Um, I bought it from a guy who, who was... Uh, as he said, he was tired of the taxes and uh, tired of the government, so he was leaving the country and moving to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? Wow. That's what he said. Okay. Wow. I bet he was severely disappointed when he got there and realized he hadn't left the country yet. He wow. just went someplace cold. That's all he did. <laughs> yeah. Nothing changed. That's uh, in, getting back to this, in 1988, uh, we saw the introduction of the Sportster Hugger. Uh, and it was, this was introduced with a 1,200cc engine. The Hugger was built with the idea of drawing women into the market because it had the lower seat height. Unfortunately, the label stuck as a chick bike, and it hurt sales. To this day, I hear dudes pick on it's guys that got sports. It's a chick bike, they keep saying. <laughs> uh, I still ni- call them shitsters. Shitsters. Now, here's a funny thing. In 91, they saw the introduction of the five-speed transmission. Up until then, it was a four-speed transmission. Wow. That is crazy, because I, I had a five-speed on mine, because mine was a 94, but I couldn't imagine it being a four-speed, because I know it, with my five-speed, I was always looking for another one. Jeez, I thought my 86 had a five-speed in it. See, now you're questioning yourself. That was a long time. I wrecked that bike anyway. Uh, did you really? Oh, yeah. Okay. In 2004, the switch-up of motor mounts smoothed the ride out, and in 2007, they added fuel injection to the Sportster. Mm-hmm. 
Now, here's some of the oddball things that uh, sports Harley did with the Sportster. There was the XLH, which was the 1959 high-compression performance version used for off-road riding in a time when there was no dedicated production dirt bike. Uh, you had the XLCR, which was the 77's Cafe Racer, which they produced for two years. There was the XLT 1000 Tourer with bags, super glide tank, windscreen, a larger seat. Made this sport so much more comfy for long trips. I don't remember that. Neither do I. 77. Uh, yeah. Wasn't that uh, Wasn't that what they called the Roadster? Maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was the Roadster. You might be right. You, might you wouldn't even consider. recognize it if you see it. it doesn't... Yeah, it looks like a Sportster does today with bags. With, and, the, with the bigger yeah. tank. Yeah. Ah. Well, that, in fact, the, the, if you look at the Sportster Custom, uh, it has everything you just described. It has the, everything what they just described here, the 1200 Custom. If you look up on the screen right now. And boing. Bigger I tank. Like you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's the wrong one. Uh, it's the 1200. Uh, 1200 T. This should be it. There it is. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Yeah, basically. Basically. Uh, they also had the XLX61. Its designation doubled as its name for the bike. It was just a minimal to boot. Harley offered as bare bones model in 1983 for entry-level riders. Don't ever recall that at all. The XLC900. Oh, another off-road version of the XL. Stripped down, had a magneto ignition. It was kickstart only. High compression brother was the XL CH900. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, here's the, here's the, uh, this one was good. This this I saw something on this on Facebook. Not the Confederate edition. Uh, I'm not quite sure what they were thinking when they did this, but they put a Confederate flag on a Sportster back on, uh, in other models in 1977. They did that with some of the big twins too. It probably it probably some, they, you know out in the Midwest or South. They, well, less than 300 of these Sportsters were produced. Really? Yeah. Well, you got uh, to remember that Dukes of Hazard was on TV in 77. Oh, so that was, yeah. All that stuff was popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a XR1000 in 1984, Harley made the street legal hot rod that looked anything but. That was. What? The one you're uh, talking about. Yeah, it was uh, two staggered K&N filters on one side instead of high flat track pipes on the other. The bike looked every bit XR750 or XLX, and it was a hybrid that it was. So. There you go. Yeah, it was a dual carburetor. That was a cool bike. Oh, yeah? That's why they had two air filters on it. That is interesting. Two carburetors. Wow. So there you go. That's the history of the Sportster. If there's another bike you would like to see us check out the history of, uh, send us a little comment on the website, and we'll look into it. Hey, Steve, have you ever ridden a bike with a suicide shifter on it? Yes, I have. And how what's that like? Uh, just what the name implies. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> now, did that have a foot clutch? Um, it depends. It depends. Because what happened was, you, you have to look where that came from. That came from the tank shift bikes. Right, exactly. And guys got rid of the tank shift and then just put a shifter right onto the ratchet cover. Like oh. right, right onto the shifter mechanism, right on the transmission, so they could just reach down. Okay. Now, on a Harley, it's tough to do because it's on the left side. Right. So it's hard to have a hand clutch. And <laughs> right. On a, a lot of guys on, on Triumphs will do it, and they'll put the shifter on the right side because that's where the shifter is. So they still use the, the hand cheat. clutch. They, yeah, they cheat. They use the hand clutch. And the, okay. So how would you shift it then if you, if you had both? Well. On the left side. Well, you had a, on a Harley, you had a foot clutch. Oh, okay. okay. And then, you know, a hand shift. Right. 
So it was ah. basically just shifting in another spot. You know, guys would move it down. That's the tank. You have the tank shift, then the, the suicide shift is the modified one where you got to reach down into the primary and grind your fingers off. Now that was that just a simple. Uh, you know, click, 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 click yep. type of thing. Yeah. There was no moving of the of the lever left or right to get to no, the no, next gear. No, no, it's just back and forth. Just, just back and forth. What a pain in the ass in like city situations. Oh, so absolutely. Rolling really Thunder this year. There was a number of guys that had those. I'd say riding. Yeah, guys will ask me to do that on their bikes when I'm building the bikes, and I'm like, you can do it yourself. I'm not going to get you killed. Yeah, that's a really oh, they, wow. they don't look very safe. When I see these guys oh, God, look no. like you're struggling. Look, look, that. you know, any any populated area, the last thing you want to do is take your hands away from oh, <laughs> the shift. That's amazing. Especially when you're trying to avoid Bambi. Oh, yeah, yeah, look at what happened to me. I wonder what happened there. And I didn't even have my hands off the freaking <laughs> Well... Uh, that's all I got. We, uh, as far as it goes for upcoming rides, uh, I really got nothing on the books except for my usual commuting back and forth to work, and I will keep doing. I'll be driving a mile to work tomorrow. Mile okay. to work tomorrow. Yeah. Feel bad for me? <laughs> no, no, not no. at all. No, no, no. no. We no. won't feel bad. No, okay. no. How about you, Steve? How long do you ride? You ride motorcycle ride to work? Uh, no, I do not ride to work because usually I have I need my car because I have to go to my machinist. I have to pick up a cylinder head that just had a valve job. Oh, oh, park, okay. I got to run for parts or something. You could always get a trailer. Um, I do. I have trailers. I have lots of trailers, but uh, I mean motorcycle trailer, like you connect it to your motorcycle. Oh, I see. I mean, yeah, that right. kind of a thing. Well, usually I'm riding somebody else's motorcycle. Oh, so I don't think they'd like that. As no, a matter of fact, hard. I'm really looking forward to the next couple of days because oh, okay. I'm working on a really cool bike, and uh, it is a 1972 X75 Hurricane, which is a extremely rare, extremely valuable motorcycle. And who makes that? That is Triumph. No, really? Okay. Yep. It, okay. Uh, it's a very cool bike. I'm looking forward to that. I have to put a new set of carburetors on it tomorrow. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I have to take it for a ride to make oh, sure everything's right. Oh, bummer. Oh, you're going to hate that. Are you that. really going to have to do that? Oh. Have to, you know, I'll probably have to put 50 miles on oh, it. Oh, no. Jeez. You, know, really? you might want to do 60 or 70 just to make absolutely sure you're going to hate don't it. Don't make him do that. Huh. You don't want him to take the 50, man. A <laughs> hundred would be better, though, right? Well, if I go fifty this way, he may not come back. back. <laughs> now, would a, a bike like that, one of those, one of these tries, is there like a limit where you say, okay, I can't ride any longer than this? Is there a, a, like a mileage limit that you put on yourself? Uh, it depends. There's times where if, let's take the Bonneville for example. Oh, there's times I'll get on the bike and immediately get a cramp in my leg and have to get right back <laughs> off. <laughs> but. That's, that's and that's me. because of the upright riding position, right? Yeah, that's because yeah. I'm kind of gangly, and you know, if, if I'm well, hey, see, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but, you know, if if somebody has a weird chopper that's a little too cramped up for me, I'll, yeah. I'll get I'll get like you know a Charlie horse or something. And You'll make sure it ride. runs and go up to up to the street. And exactly. Back. <laughs> okay, that's good. Now, so I would assume that you would prefer a bike with forward controls. Uh, yeah, actually, I manufacture my own forward controls for the bike. You do. Absolutely. I will see. I wish I knew that when I had my sports. Yeah, design. his are by the front wheels. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I use modified Sportster controls. Did you really? <laughs> yes. See, because mine had I had uh, mid controls with my Sportster, and you know I'm, I'm not as tall as you, but I'm a tall guy, and it's like it just it, I, I wanted forward controls on this thing in the, in the worst way. But I don't have the bike anymore, so it doesn't matter. But uh, should I ever come to that Sportster time again, it's going to be for the controls. There you go. That's it. Well, boys, it, Chris, you got anything else? No, I'm good. You're good? Tim? 
Nope. Just ride like nobody sees you. That's it. Uh, we got no music this week? No. No, no. We're not getting, we're not getting much response on that. Okay. Uh, it's, I don't know. We what need else? original music, Steve. Whatever so if you know anybody, the... we huh? need original music for this thing. I got it. I played Lose last week. Uh, yeah, I did. I played Lose last week. Oh, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, website is uh, MotorcycleMen.us. Go there and check us out. We got uh, all kinds of stuff going on there. Uh, leave us some feedback. Go to the feedback page. And I'm going to change that to comments or contact us. So you can contact us and give us a little note. Uh, on Sunday, which is next Yay, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday coming up. Steve's going to be there, right? Now, nah, Steve won't go there. He won't. That? You won't go to Crossroads, will you? Uh, no, I'll be at my gig on Sunday. Oh, you're playing Sunday? Yeah, every Sunday. Where, oh, that, that uh, Riverside? Right? That's right. Okay. Not, not, not to usurp or anything like no, that. No, no, no. What, what time are you going on? Uh, 6.30 to like 9, 9.30. Damn, look at that. Exactly See, right, right there in that time. Blows us off right away. Blows us off right away. <laughs> anyway, the Motorcycle Man will be doing our live podcast from Crossroads at 7 p.m. on Sunday, October 18th. Uh, at the Crossroads in Garwood, New Jersey, we're doing our live podcast. We're going to have some cool stuff. We've got Surefire Designs, leather work. I should hook you up with that guy. He sure. does some great leather work. He'll be coming there and he'll be showing off his stuff. We may have another guest joining us as well to um, talk to us about uh, motorcycle safety riding. Uh, we were going to have some contests. We're going to give away some crap. Uh, we are also going to, yeah, we are going to give away crap. Uh, we're going to have, we have a musical artist, a, a Halo called Fred. Is going to be playing. Going to be doing a couple songs for us, and um, that's about it. Uh, and this, this is a live cast. This will be on uh, Sunday, October eighteenth, seven p.m. Um, and that's that. Anything else, Tim? No, no, I'm good. Nothing else, Chris. Nope. You're good. Thanks, Steve. For Steve, being here. thank you very much for yeah, awesome. being here. It was wonderful to have you, and we learned a lot. And we definitely want to come up and visit your shop. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, great. Definitely want to check Again, out. so check out uh, ttcycles.net and Steve Blaufetter. He the link will be on the website, right? Everything will be on the website. Thank you very much for joining us, folks. Please drive safe and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it. Check, please.